Hi, I'm Georgia Love, and you're listening to the Bachelor of Hearts podcast. What do you do with an arts degree? I'm still not sure I know. I skipped three years worth of lectures just to binge watch awful shows. There must be some scholarship for accruing worthless knowledge. It's my only talent, honey. That and losing money. Let your excess hex debts rest and then just join us while we start on our bachelor. Bachelor. Bow, wow, wow, big dogs barking. What's up? This is the Bachelor of Hearts podcast. <laughs> I have died. <laughs> this is a one-man show this week because Max has killed me. Uh, we talk about The Bachelor. My name is Max Quinn. This is Xavier Rebetsky Noonan. And I'm back to life. He's back to life. We both have arts degrees and we can't think of any way to put them to use other than to talk about The Bachelor on this, this here podcast. Somebody reminded me this week that I am pursuing my dream of being a musician. So <laughs> <laughs> that's also true. <laughs> Easy to forget though. Uh, obviously. Mm. What else do you forget? It's going to come to me. Uh... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Should we talk about The Bachelor? Hey, let's do... <laughs> really? Already? <laughs> Max, how are you? Oh, you're right. Very good. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, I've had a good two days since I've seen you. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, things... man. It's been wild. This is it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. My world has been topsy-turvy. Actually, let me tell you a story. Okay. Last night, I was like, I'm going to go and see my friend Nick's band play. Oh, cool. My friend hey. Nick in town from Sydney. Um, so, while we were in town playing with Cousin Tony's brand new Firebird... Oh, great band. I was like, I'm going to go and see him. Yep. And... Then I got an Uber. Yep. And the Uber broke down. Oh, wait, hang on. Flat tire. The guy or the car? I wish. Which the guy. Part? The tire on the car broke down. Back right. Do, so when you're in an Uber and the car yeah. breaks down, does the man break down too? <laughs> <laughs> I picture them being intertwined. Uh, yeah, they largely are one and the same. But in this case, he was like, do you know how to change a tire? Mm. And I was like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Reluctantly, yes. really, yeah. I'm surprised on many counts. One one thing being, I don't know how to change a tire. Uh-huh. I don't even know really which part. You I don't drive though. No, I know, but no. these are things that people know. Ah, uh, I get I, you. I am a stupid person. Mm. Yes, dumb baby. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, my dad Francis taught me how to change a tire. Oh, okay. Oh four two nine eight one four eight seven four. Swimming <laughs> with Francis. It's so early. <laughs> it's like, he would, like if someone paid for a spot on the show, they wouldn't get that good treatment. <laughs> he but you to. could he try. Have to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, he, uh, yeah, dad taught me how to change tire, and he was like, Can you change tire? And I was like, Yeah, okay. And so, like, I'm there with the jack and the little guy that pumps the, the car up, and he's got a spare tire. And I'm like, Yeah, no, nah, this is fine. We can do this. And we're like using the wrenchy kind of deal to, I see. This it sounds like yeah. you really memorized every detail. Definitely. But you spin it righty tighty, lefty loosey. So you're gotcha. spinning the thing lefty loosey. And then the wheel comes off. And as I'm bending down to grab the wheel and put the next bit on, mm. he's like, "Wait, the man or the car part? I'm still a little lost. A little bit of both. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. Because they're combined. It's like a horse-human. It's hybrid. a horse-human hybrid. Exactly right. Yeah. Yes. Um, 
actually the noise was my pants. Oh. And also him being like, oh, no. Uh-oh. <laughs> Wait, what happened? To you? So you ripped I ripped them? a gigantic hole in my pants. <laughs> a huge hole in the butt of my pants. Mm-hmm. Um, the seat of my pants, perhaps? Oh, yeah, I understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The uh, part where the seat of, of the car probably yeah. rubs up against. At this point, I've missed both pants. Mm. Uh, <laughs> and I've gone home. So and I've lost a pair of jeans. Your da- <laughs> so your dad taught you how to change a tire. He didn't cha- teach you how to change pants. <laughs> <laughs> no, he did teach me how to change pants, but he didn't teach me how to go back in time and see the gig that I wanted to mm, see. Yeah, that's a problem. So was why my dad taught me all about time travel. Ah, did he? Yeah. There you go, Markek. Nope. <laughs> 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 all right. Do we want? What's to- his phone number? I haven't memorized it. <laughs> he doesn't have a cool business I can promote. I get you. So we did watch The Bachelor this week, a um, couple of episodes, and I think certainly at this point we're sort of in recovery from a very big week. <sighs> yeah. Before. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I, I feel like we're suffering a little bit at this point. Look, um, neither of these episodes were much chop. And yeah. I think that both of the boots were obvious and pretty flagged from the get-go. Yeah, yeah, I would say so. There's, these are both people whose time was coming, and yet... I I just think like um the show focused a lot on the villains and the drama and stuff yeah, yeah. over the last couple of weeks um or even kind of since the very start um and I feel like because of that we haven't really taken that much of a time like now that the villains are gone yeah we haven't really spent enough time with anyone to really really get invested that's true so they're doing a lot of stuff that would normally be more effective but because we're just like oh well this person is cropping up again instead yeah. of being like oh it's so and so. Yes, exactly. Yeah. We're like, oh, wow, Florence has a second date. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's more of just like surprise each time, which yes. it gets kind of stale. I think. Yeah, exactly that. Um, and, you know, like you see like a Laura who has had two dates, but was so invested in the drama, you know, like it mm. was such an integral part of uh, everything that was going on with Leah and the people who have stayed out, out of it largely, or at least as we've seen on the TV, Atara and probably Florence. Yeah. Uh, and also Elise, who has really materialized as a character in the past two weeks. I'd agree with that. Yeah. I think that we're seeing a lot of those women now because in the past few weeks, there has been so much of that dramatic content that uh, the network obviously needs to keep the show afloat and yeah. that people are, are really interested in. Um, regardless of, of how we feel about what it says about people who work in the sex industry. and Yeah, you know, we have you know. problems with a lot there of it. There are a lot of, yeah, yeah. But the, the thing is, like, the re- like they know that that's going to dictate a lot of the conversation. Yes. And it's going to get ratings and get people talking about it. Yes. And then, yeah, it just, it just that happens at the expense of everything else. Exactly, right? Yeah. Versus uh, how beautiful the relationship between Maddie and Tara is, for example. Yeah. Which is kind of the only one that's been able to coexist at That's this point. standing out for sure yeah, right now. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think there's probably a little bit more that we can explore because we've started to see a little bit from Elise. We've had a second date with Florence. Mm. And then the two girls who went home, Simone and Lisa, no single dates. No. Uh, well, Lisa had a little bit of alone time. Oh, yeah, a little bit in, in the second episode. Yeah. Um, that's kind of it. Ago. Yeah. 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 So, I don't know. Um, Let's dig if in. If that doesn't get you hyped up for this <laughs> recap, then what will? Uh, the Bachelor Australia, season five, episode 11. So, we see some more celebrating of the like vanquished dragon. We talked about this a little bit last time. Yeah. Um, Tara is celebrating the absence of Jen. Uh, Jen, Jen, who says Alora? It's interesting. Just quickly, I know mm. I'm jumping in very early, but Tara was also the person who was celebrating the absence of Leah. That's true. Yeah, that is true. And maybe from an editing perspective, we are supposed to see Tara as the person who did, 
like who you agree with. Do you know what I mean? The yeah. agreeable character. Yeah, I could see that. You're like, hell yeah, she understands. She's on the level. Yeah. She doesn't like those villains either. She hates Neither the villains do like I. I do. Yeah. yeah. Or it could turn around on her where that could be part of the her speaking her mind too much sort of story that sometimes Perhaps, pops yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, that's true too. Yeah. Yeah. We'll have to wait and see. Things seem pretty rosy for Tara Agreed. right now, Agreed. so to speak. Yes. Um, Laura mentions that Simone is the only person in the house who hasn't had a single date at this point. Osha enters with a single date card which reads, Do you believe your destiny is written in the stars? Let's see what the future holds for us. And it turns out it is for Laura. Wow. Wow. Scandalous. Can't believe it. Laura, second single date. I mean, to us, it's very obvious because it seems like that's really popping. To them in the house, they're losing their minds because they're like, fucking Simone, though. Yeah. Um, Simone actually says, I don't know what the hell I'm doing here at this point. So, And that's a fair thing if you're Simone at this point. What totally. are you doing there? Oh, she's right to say that. Yeah. 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 Um, so Maddie is aware that Laura is finding the process difficult. He says, being in a mansion with all the other ladies, it feels like a competition. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Your level of insight is incredible. I know. And he says it with such like big, beautiful eyes and sweetness Mm. and like earnestness. Yeah. That it feels like he's serious. That's the thing. Like when somebody's smiling or, you know, you can kind of just hear it. Yeah. And it's like. He's narrating and being genuine in, in what he's saying here. Yeah. Yeah, um, and I feel like maybe he had a, a lot more to say about it, but some some of it maybe would have been cut out. Yes, um, that is all the justification that Maddie gives us for Laura's second single date. Um, Maddie tells her that her guesses about the single date, um, she guesses a trip to an observatory and a trip to a psychic. He says, boring, um, to both of them. Yeah. Um, she does accidentally call an observatory a conservatorium, but then I notice she gets the chance to correct herself, um, while many other people, I think, in this situation would just be written off and yeah, given the yeah, yeah, music sure. and been like, what an idiot. Yeah. Um, oh, the music place instead of the stars place. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but this, you know, you can tell they're favoring her. She's a bit of an editor's pick or whatever. Sure. Um, they talk about astrology in the back of the limo. Laura is an Aries. Um, Same Oh really? Yeah Wow And I am also Born <laughs> um, What are you, a Capricorn? No Sagittarius? I'm, no Were you really going to guess him? No Virgo Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah There you go mm-hmm. It's your birthday in like two weeks That's true Yeah, wow Yeah Even What does that What does that mean that you are? What, uh, like, what are your I'm characteristics? fastidious and precise Ah, there you go Just I'm... like the editing and content <laughs> of this podcast <laughs> I am a... Uh, oh, also I'm a virgin. Oh, that, of course. Right, right, right. But I don't know what kind of star sign I am. Oh, okay. Fair <laughs> enough. Yeah, good. What's, what were you saying? Uh, my characteristics for Aries, um, did you say fastidious and precise? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mine's like a fastidious fat idiot. <laughs> <laughs> it's written in the stars, man. Written in the stars. Um, they arrive at the Sydney Observatory. So it turns out Laura actually guessed it straight away on both counts. Not only are they going to an observatory, there's also a psychic there. Jesus. Pretty funny. <laughs> um, they meet Madeline Marie from the Crown Chakra, um, question mark, um, in a pagoda. Uh, and she starts by reading their jewelry. Now, at this point, has the episode jumped the chakra for you yet? <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. That's a callback uh, to a previous episode of The yeah, Bachelor yeah, of Arts. Yeah, 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 No one listened to it. <laughs> we put it out too late. Yeah. Um, Laura says Madeline's prediction that she can be somewhat guarded and is struggling to be vulnerable in front of Maddie uh, is, quote, a little bit true in some ways. 
Wow. There's a ringing endorsement. Uh, and there's a cliffhanger <laughs> on whether it's true or not, I guess, as we head to an ad break. It's very weird because we've seen literal cliffhangers Yeah, in this show. Yeah. Maddie says, some people say your destiny's written in the stars. So I thought it'd be a nice way to end the evening to take a look above with Natalie. And he what? points to this woman who is operating the telescope at the observatory. <laughs> <laughs> it's very strange. Natalie helpfully directs the telescope towards Jupiter. And uh, this is probably my favorite thing that happened on The Bachelor this week. Mm. We essentially just see shot after shot of Maddie and Laura like gazing into this big lens. But you can't show <laughs> you what can't they're show seeing what on TV. Like. Yeah. So it's just them going, oh, wow, it's so cool. Oh, it's so <laughs> Jupiter-y. Look at, look at all that gas. <laughs> And it, there's too much of it. <laughs> those are rings? Yeah. Yeah. Wait, how'd they get up there? I thought you used those to date a tree. <laughs> no, you use them to propose to a tree. Oh, you're right. You're right. So yeah. sorry. Yeah, yeah. Um, That tree is really seeing themselves falling in love with you. Yeah. Maybe at this uh, point. If they've been chopped that down, tree they might be am falling in love. Yeah. The unsubscribe button is located right near the five star <laughs> button. So if you wouldn't mind just making a little stop on the way out. <laughs> Uh, Maddie picks out a star and says that they get to name it. Um, so they do a little bit about how the star is a baby and it's looking healthy. So it'll be about a 10 million year commitment. Wow. That, that's pretty nice. It's I think cute. That's fun. Yeah. Um, they pass a few names around um, before. And I think they could have workshopped this a little more. They yeah. settle on Matora, like Matt and L- Maddie and Laura just jammed together. They're like, oh, what would our cool celebrity baby name be? And they're like, oh, definitely Matora. That's awful. Isn't it bad? What that's, would ours be, actually? Uh, uh, Mavia. Oh, that's nice. That's nice. Or Zax. Zax. Like Xanax or something? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, Zavax. Yeah. Zavax is our prescription medicine name. <laughs> yeah. These all rule. Yeah, these are all really These good. are all great names for our like side project metal band. Yeah. Oh, fuck. I want to start a side project. I just need to learn to shred. Sure. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Also get shredded. Yeah. Oh, that's the that other part. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Long hair, the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Laura and Maddie sit at a bachelor couch outside toasting with some red wine. Laura admits to second guessing herself at times because she's scared of being disappointed. Uh, and also I imagine because Maddie is dating like 10 people. Sure. This is all very natural. It's all pretty standard stuff. Laura says, I do really like you. I do really like you. She says, I do really like you. Yeah. Um, Even though it seems like a little bit of a struggle. And then she adds, I really, really do a lot. I genuinely care. The more um, that you say it, the more that it seems real. For right? sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it's not coming out right in my, uh, <laughs> in my dulcet tones. But uh, Maddie says, this shows more than anything that she cares. Yeah, she just said she cares <laughs> in those words. Um, but yeah, they have a kiss. <laughs> Uh, it's just fine, I think. It's not their best work, necessarily. No, they um, could have done better. Yeah. Maddie is really good at angles, though. He knows which side the camera is on, and he knows which side to go into the kiss from. That is true. Yeah. Um, and it helps also that he looks incredibly good from every angle. That's true also, yeah. He knows his own angles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, he says, I came into today with really high expectations, and there's nothing nicer than when your expectations are met. That is so romantic. <laughs> that is the least... Oh, my God. <laughs> Isn't that funny? That's very... Like, it says a lot about him as a person that he... Yeah. Would, you're like, no, no, no. I don't want my expectations to be exceeded in any way. No. I would just I like don't want to any be, form of surprise. Or... No. I would like to be completely placated. No spontaneity. No. I'd yeah. like to feel satiated for the rest of my life, please. <laughs> yes. Adequately sufficient. I will have one serving of Laura, please. <laughs> no second helpings. <laughs> Uh, for dessert, vanilla. Yeah, for dessert, air. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they kiss again. Yay! I, I mean, I like Laura. 
Um, sure. I'm not shitting on Laura. I'm not shitting on Maddie. I think they're both pretty good. I just don't think this was a, an extremely strong showing from them. No. Uh, and it's like, uh, at this point, like, there's other people I could be hearing from. Let's be real. I like Laura. I just don't want her to win. Yeah, okay. She seems perfectly fine and nice. Yeah. There are other people that I like better. Interesting. We know who we're talking about. Certainly do. Uh, let's talk about the group date. Okay. The group date. The <laughs> episode. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't. Do go on. <laughs> the women meet on a lawn full of colorful carnival games and rides. Um, they also reuse the lemonade stand yeah, from I last episode. Yeah, I did see that. What was with that? Come on. As if now is the time to be cutting your budget. Right? Bogus. Osha tells the group that Maddie wants to learn a bit about their past on today's group date. And as always, one of them will get to spend some more time with him at the end. Um, and we notice a bunch of white t-shirts are hanging up on a washing line. Each of one of them is printed with a blown up baby photo of one of the women. Yes. Uh, and again, Maddie demonstrates some real aptitude for facial recognition. What is he? A uh, rumored feature of the new iPhone? Am I right, folks? Is this thing on? <laughs> Uh, also, we find out Simone used to be a redhead. Oh, um, yeah. Although she strongly denies it in her recap, which is... Yeah, it's very interesting, isn't it? Isn't that weird? Like, is this... I mean, there's some stigma, I guess. Yes. Um, we shouldn't minimize that. Um, sure. I mean, it's probably tough to be a redhead in the in the modern day. I feel like it was probably tougher to be a redhead like 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, also, oh, because of the Black Widow. She gave us all such a good female redheaded thing. role yeah, model. Yeah, 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 exactly. And how she um, punched... It was so good. Yeah, the punching. It was so good, and it's so sad to find out about Joss because he was really... He made her punch. Yeah. And nobody was brave enough to do that. Not even Braveheart. No. No. Braveheart, he was angry and racist. He really was. That's exactly it. Yeah. yeah. Braveheart, a little bit anti-Semitic, as it turns out. Yeah. Yeah. What can you do about it? I don't know. Not, uh, not, not much. Yeah. Um, what were we talking about? Uh, I think this show called The Bachelor. Ah, uh, keep going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the first game that they have to play is Donut on a String. Uh, hands, hands behind your back. First one to finish your donut wins. Pretty classic. Um, yeah. It's low budge, but it's cute, I think. Yeah. You know, in a like, what are you doing kind of way. Yeah. I um, eating your donut. Yeah. Uh, Simone uh, is gluten-free, wheat-free, egg-free, and yeast-free. So her donut is smaller than everyone else's. Good strat. Smart. I will say this is a great reason to go vegan. Yeah. Not to get on my high horse about it or anything like no, no, that. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, me and Max, we just ate dinner together while we were yeah. watching the TV show. I got through mine in like a quarter of the time as you. That's exactly right. I, I just wolfed it down. You smashed it. Yeah. And yeah. I, it took me forever to get through my uh, egg, gluten, wheat burger. Yeah. Why did you get that? I don't know. It just sounded appealing, yeah, you know? Yeah. Like, you're like, I can't have egg. I can't have wheat. Wheat comes from birds. That's <laughs> true. Yeah. It's, people don't talk about it. Where do they think those nests are made out of? That's exactly right. Mm -hmm. People need to think about that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Eggs come from birds, too. True. Yep. And uh, the other one, also. Yes. Meat, meat from is birds. birds. Yeah, meat is birds. Yeah. Meat is very, very much birds. And uh, you know what I did? I flew away from it. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I flew right into the sun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, of the bird and it's ate warm it. Warm up there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the son of the bird. Yeah, understood. I, well, you flew inside it. You. Fl I have a lot of questions. All right. So, despite Simone's smaller donut instantly falling on the ground and seeming to cause like a bit of a choking hazard, uh, she does eventually come first. Uh huh. It's pretty good. Um, next, they have to write down a childhood memory that defines who they are as people. Then put the paper inside a balloon, inflate it, and then pop the balloon without standing on it. 
what? <laughs> what, you need me to repeat that? Really? <laughs> yeah, one more they time. They have please. to write down a childhood memory that defines who they are as people, then put the paper inside a balloon, inflate it, and then pop the balloon without standing on it. Somebody worked for a whole day on that. Someone, someone absolutely did. Someone yes. was like, I'm employed by Channel 10's The Bachelor right now. I can spend as much time as I want <laughs> doing this. I can make this complicated as possible. What childhood memory that defines who you are would you put inside a balloon and pop it without standing on it? <laughs> Gosh, that's a great question, man. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, I mean, it defines who I am. One time when I was a little kid, yeah. um, we were staying, we, we lived in a house that had one of those staircases with no gaps in between the stairs. Yeah. Um, like, you know, you just kind of stand on it and you don't think too much about what would happen if accidentally you like looked through there and had a scared of heights. Sure. And you saw a Komodo dragon. Yeah. This actually happened. Right. Okay. Uh, it was at the bottom, like sitting in some grassy leaves or whatever. Yeah. And I freaked out yeah. and I slipped through and fell got very scared yeah and had a bad time oh i'm so sorry and that's who i am that's who you are i'm scared of big <laughs> dinos I'm scared of baby dinos <laughs> yeah my memory is uh we went camping with my family great and then uh different camping story to the tent exploding story i love that, that we're getting a rich textured narrative of your camping adventures i know i know uh family camping happened every january for a, a number of years mm. That's and funny. I don't remember being invited. So weird. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's almost like we didn't know each other then. <coughs> um, we still know each other a couple of Januarys now. So. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. <coughs> oh. Yeah, I've got one coming up. Yep. Uh, maybe we should go camping, Xavier. Yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> I'm busy. <laughs> <laughs> go on. Uh, there was a photo that was posted in my family Facebook group uh, last week of our family when we were like i must have been like 14 or 15 and someone wrote is that the summer that max fell in the rat's nest <laughs> and i was like what you were like no that's the summer the rats fucking invaded my nest that's right yeah yeah and someone else was like no ben and emma were there that year so it must have been the year before that max fell in the rat's nest because Max fell in the rat's nest and did a tumble turn and then hurt his leg really badly and tore up all his jeans. And what is this? I don't know. How have you got such a pattern of gene ripping? I don't know. Can't tell you that, but I've got a number of gene ripping stories. Two of them have happened to Triple J. Really? Yes. Twice a week. <laughs> right. yeah. Cancel twice a week. Twice at work, I have ripped my jeans. Yes. <laughs> twice a week? Yeah. Twice a week, twice at work. <laughs> I ripped my jeans at work once too. It's very funny. Uh, it's always a funny time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, front or back? Uh, like middle to back. Oh, okay, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Front? Have you ripped front? Mm-hmm. Buddy. Yeah. Yeah, it sucks. You looked as if I did, I did yeah, it yeah. on the way I was here. like, hold on, let me just check. Things are fine. I also had to check. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do we move on? I feel yeah, like Yeah, we got to move on. Yeah. So what this weird game leads to is a montage of the women smooshing their body up against Maddie's with the balloon in between them with a lot of innuendo about Maddie being too rough, etc. And, sure. you know, have to, you know, uh, rub up again, you know, all this. Oh, it's oh, hard. The rubbing oh, and the know. innuendo, yeah. <sighs> we do get some good Osher giggles, at least. Yes. He seems to be really enjoying this. I like Osher. I like Osher as well. Mm. Maddie, again, is good at matching up the memories with the women, but it's all pretty boring stuff, I yeah, think. None of it's super here, memorable. Yeah, yeah. Finally, Asha introduces, quote, a game of shameless exploitation called Pin the Heart on the Bachelor. That's weird. I thought the game was called Exploit Simone as a former topless waitress. Ah, uh, yeah. It's funny that he didn't, he didn't introduce the episode one as a game of shameless exploitation. <laughs> Wait, did I say shameless? Shameless, yeah. There, there are, are no, no shames people in this called season. Shane. Yeah, uh, that's I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here, season two, Australia. <laughs> 
Of course, I always get season five of Australian Bachelor mixed up with season two of I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Me Here. Me too, because Lorena is on one of them, and she's from The Bachelor. <laughs> there are people from The Bachelor on both. Correct. So they use these little sticky hearts to signify Maddie's most attractive parts. Yeah. That's the idea of this game. Uh, Simone decides to go for what Flo calls his little manhood down there. Yes. Um, this is a very raunchy little... Thing that's Simone's happening. done an interesting thing here. Yes. Um, whatever Simone calls it gets bleeped out. Yep. So, I mean, it's more raunchy than that. Uh, I noticed Osher on Twitter referred to it as Johnson's Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> Do you reckon he calls it Johnson and Friends? Oh, that's funny. Because <laughs> he has testicles. When Maddie is guessing who put the stickers where, Osher has to pull the <laughs> penis <laughs> one yeah. off Maddie J. Um, off his, off his baby George. That's good. <laughs> no, it's not. That's really it's good. Very gross. That's a relative of his. That's funny. That's a relative. It's like if I was to call it his. Osha has to pull this thing off. <laughs> he has to pull this thing off. <laughs> I can't. Uh, I can't. So I just can't. It's good. Um, Wang. <laughs> Wang. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what does he do to Maddie's J? Just to pull the sticker off. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, no, wait, wait, wait. Where are we? Where are we? Hold well, on. I mean, you it's are, fine. It's okay. You're in no position to contribute. Yeah, like, no, no, okay. Osha has to pull this one off Maddie's uh, baby George, and when asked why she picked the body part, Simone says, just a nice bulge. It's pretty funny. All right, don't mock me. <laughs> <laughs> this is enough. <laughs> it was funny. It was pretty well, good. Remember when we were loving at Doodles? Yeah, on I the remember. TV? Yeah. But you get to do it again in the next episode, so yes. sit tight. The next part of the date, according to Osha, is more than just a trip down memory lane. Maddie has been sent items of real importance to yeah. the women by their families. Um, this is a little bit more of that sort of survivor stuff that we were talking about before. Yeah. Um, Visit from home, letter from home, the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, Flo has been sent her, quote, creepy little teddy bear, um, whose name is Knuff. Yeah, this looked like the teddy bear on the cover of the Corn album. Which Corn album? <laughs> Issues. The one with the backwards R? <laughs> God. <laughs> I don't know anything about corn. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, Laura was sent two water polo caps. Elora was sent some equestrian medals. Apparently, she won the Polynesian Cup three years in a row. Cool. Uh, Kobe was sent a certificate saying overall champion in vocal music. I would like to hear some of that. Me too. Lisa is sent two Beanie Babies. <laughs> I don't know why. Nope. She's like, oh, I used to love Beanie Babies. It's not like, oh, Jim, or whatever. <laughs> <you know? laughs> um, Tara's oh. sent some childhood art. We skip it. O- we skip over it. Simone is sent some ballet shoes that she doesn't seem to recognize. Great. This is kind of strange. Yeah. I wonder if they're just from the props department. They're like, yeah, sorry. Sorry, Simone. You Your just, parents you, didn't get back yeah. to us. They were like, you're probably going to leave this episode. <laughs> uh, Elise is sent some YMCA adventurers hats, which uh, remind her of adventures that she used to go on with her dad. Cute. Pretty cute. Yeah. Maddie loves Elise's dad. We yeah, will talk about it again. There's an interesting thing here that where Maddie keeps bringing up Elise's dad, and mm. it seems like that's a family that he might want to be a part of. Mm. Um, Maddie says, there was one person who, when I heard the story of your childhood, I couldn't help but want to be a part of that. Weird phrasing. Super weird. <laughs> don't don't think that was what you meant. Um, but yes, Maddie gives the extra time to Elise, um, who had the hats. And also who had a single date, not 
but last episode. That's right. Very, very recently indeed. So they sit down at a bachelor couch at the mansion with some white wine. My name is Borag from the movies. Have you seen? My name is Borat. My yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Maddie talks about... <laughs> Borat is so dumb. Yeah. 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 My favorite line. What are you doing in my swamp? I literally... The Shrek chords and the Borat chords have just coalesced in my mind. It's exactly right. Yeah. Remember when Shrek was in that green mankini? <laughs> Suited him. It really did. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Blended into his skin tone. Yeah, definitely. Really held in that nice bulge that Simone was all about. <laughs> yeah, okay. Elise says her connection with Maddie has started to grow very rapidly. Maddie talks about how the connection between her and her dad is very similar to the type of connection that he would want to have with his kids, which Elise seems to really like. Yeah. So it's lucky he's a family guy. Oh, Laugh and cry. Oh, God. That was good, though. <laughs> that was okay. That was really I'm good. I'm not comfortable with how good that was. I, was I don't quite, like that uh, show. Yeah, I don't like that show either. No. I think that show's pretty bad, but uh, great Stewie. I think uh, I think Maddie's talking about Elise's dad too much. I think it's weird. Mm-hmm. I think he keeps coming up, and it's some kind of weird fascination. I feel like he's maybe a little bit intimidated by Elise's dad as well and wants this to be on TV. If he feels like she might be someone that goes to the finals or he's going to meet her in hometowns and mm. see Papa again... He wants to pay his respects at yes. the Church of Dad. Yes. Yeah. I, I respect to, that. Yeah, yeah. Bow down I at like the altar. Dads. I don't like the patriarchy, but I like dads. Dads are sick, you know. I'm getting that tattooed. <laughs> <laughs> Up your calf. <laughs> yeah. I don't like the patriarchy, but I like dads. Yeah. It's not bad, right? It's pretty cute. Yeah, yeah. Maddie says he does think that there's a spark between the two of them, and they share a kiss as the music swells. Um, then in recap, Maddie says he didn't expect to feel this strongly for Elise, but it's a really nice feeling. Cute. Yeah, it's okay. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not, it's not making me bore my eyes out. No, no, but it is a nice, uh, slow burn. And I feel like part of me is just predisposed to like Elise because I said at the start of the season that she would be That's good. true. We've got yeah. that confirmation bias. I've got that. Yeah, exactly right. Mm. So we cut to the cocktail party. Maddie arrives and steals Tara away right off the bat. Simone is rightfully a little salty that she's still not getting any time with him. Yeah. Um, remember when she jumped out of that plane for him? Yeah. yeah. I do remember. Mm. Yeah. I'm sure she does too. Um, we focus on the women's jealousy a little bit more. Um, everybody really seems to have something to say to him tonight. So they're taking it extra hard when any of them actually take the initiative to go speak to him. Um, Elora and Maddie have some time together in the secret garden, which Tara calls the Seeky G. That's great. That is perfect. I love it. Um, They talk about what their future could be like together. She says they could travel and do whatever they want because they could do anything. Um, Maddie is like, yeah, okay, but like, you know, come on. Do you want to live here? Yeah. He says, how sad are you on living on Australia forever rather rather than it just being where the wind has taken you? Yeah. Um, She says she never made a concrete decision about where she wanted to live, but she's adamant that she's ready to settle, ready to... Reddle to settle. She's going to stay. Yeah. I don't know. This is a, a pretty dull. Yeah, there's nothing really here. It's, it's like we were talking about at the start. Like, we're trying to... I guess this episode serves as, like, a reminder of what everybody's inner conflict is. Yeah. And so we have to, like, stoke a lot of flames that have just been, like, embers for the last little while. That's correct. And as uh, we move into next episode, 
we focus on those inner conflicts uh, as they become outer conflicts. That's right, yes. Yeah. Um, but before that, we have a rose ceremony. Um, obviously, Laura's safe for the rose, but somebody's got to be sent home. Osher, as usual, wishes them all the very best. And Maddie starts yelling out names. Uh, Lisa gets the last rose, which means Simone is sent home. How obvious was this? Ah, pretty obvious. It was flagged right from the get-go. Yeah, yeah. Simone has not had any time. No. She wasn't given any time. No. We saw no time. Even when it became really obvious that she hadn't had any time, there was still plenty of time for her to have some time. Yep. But there was no time given and there was no time taken. So it was her time to go. Mm, Wonderful stuff, Max. Thank you very much. Um, Maddie takes her outside where he tells her she's a sweetheart and she says she knows he'll find love in there. It's very amicable. Um, She says, I would have loved more than anything to get to know him, but my guy's out there somewhere. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Sorry. I mean, she would have loved to get to know him and she wasn't really given that opportunity. Yep. Uh, It's a weird thing that all that we got to see about her was her having a panic attack on the TV and then some weird information about like what she used to do for her career. Yeah. Um, I hope the producers are feeling really happy with the narrative arc that they constructed. Yep. Um, Seems like it was a really worthwhile pursuit for her to go on that show. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I'm sure that she has no regrets about definitely it. Definitely not. Yeah, okay. Um, and uh, yeah, let's let's dive right into The Bachelor Australia Season 5, Episode 12. Right. We begin at sunrise. The women are shocked that there are only seven of them left. Lisa, in particular, is very keen for some time with Maddie. Uh, and Osha greets them and reminds them that hometown dates are just around the corner. This comes as a shock to you and I. Yeah, exactly. We're like, oh, I didn't even fucking think about it. But yeah. you're right. This thing's wrapping up in like a couple weeks. Yeah, apparently this is next week that hometowns are. Yeah, I'm guessing the Wednesday night will be non-hometown. The Thursday may be the hometown episode. Anyway, the idea is they need to make the most of this bloody single date card, uh, which goes to Flo. Big Flo. Big Flo. Yeah, Lisa's pretty upset. Yeah. Uh, fair. We love Florence, though. Yeah, Flo is great. Um, always down for more of that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, let's let's go to the single date. Yeah, she. Yeah, great. Flo waits for Maddie at the edge of a forest, and Maddie arrives in a helicopter. Um, Maddie says he likes her humor and her honesty, but he's looking to find her softer side so that they can connect on an emotional level. They greet with a few little kisses, and we flash back on their abseiling date. We've talked about it already, uh, and Maddie says that they're going one step higher today in the helicopter. He also says some other stuff here. Yeah. What did he say? He said, I've never been in a helicopter before. That is the next words out of his mouth. Yeah. Uh, even though we just watched him, like there was a zoom, there was a camera inside the helicopter yep. with him. We made sure to see him waving out of the like, open door yep. in a helicopter, Certainly I should true. add. Yes. With a spinny bot bit on top. And yes. um, I assume like rockets underneath. How does that? Mm, How I- could that? I am actually not sure how a helicopter is propelled. There's more than one. Yes. Spinner. A double spinner? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like one of those expensive fidget spinners. Ah, I get you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. For when you have like really bad anxiety. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Can we we do Bachelor of Hearts fidget spinners? Is that a prescription fidget spinner? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Great. Um, but for our audience, yeah, absolutely. something to do with their hands while they're listening. Yeah, I think that's a really good idea. Mm. Yeah, put um, our faces on every. <laughs> well, I guess they're three armed <laughs> things, so you would have both of our faces and then what? Uh, Maddie J, Maddie J, or like Sophie uh, Monk, I guess. So, yeah, big. Yeah, yeah. Okay, what about uh, just a rose? That's the one. Mm. Yeah, I feel like a rose is less uh, problematic Specific. in terms of copyright. Than yeah, using that's people's faces too. on things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. While they're in the air, Maddie does a quick little flight announcement and thanks Florence, who's come all the way from Holland. I think this is a very cute bit. It's a really cute bit. This is a bit that I do in my regular life as well. Same. Um, pretending to be a flout, an- flout, flout announcer. 
normally better than be a flute player. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I pretend yeah, yeah. to be a flautist, but I do it over the intercom and airplanes. Great, great. So what okay. I do is I break into the cockpit, um, and that's getting harder and harder to do these days. And yes. people are, seem to get more and more upset by it. But yeah, you just sort of force your way in there, um, grab the mic, and then. Uh, I mean, I'm pretending to be a flute player, so I don't grab an actual yeah, yeah, flute. Of course, I get yeah, a piccolo, yeah. yes. uh, and I start playing that thing, but I play it down the octave, and I've got like a pitch shifter on it. Yeah, so, yeah, important. You know, yeah. yeah, You're yeah. plugged into a, a boss fucking whatever. Mm-hmm. P- BS9420. BS yeah, yeah, 420. BS420. BS <laughs> I hate myself. <laughs> <laughs> they disembark in a park garden of some sort when where they're going to sit down and make some pottery. Um, they're going to make something for each other to take away as, quote, a bit of memorabilia. That's what Maddie says. He's like, Great. A little bit of something you could put on eBay, perhaps. A little bit of something you could, uh, yeah, just have on your mantle or someone else could. Mm, exactly. Um, so they sit down at these two little, what do you call them? Two chairs. <laughs> it's not a bachelor couch, is it? No. Uh, and it turns out, as soon as they get started, Maddie actually has a history in competitive pottery making and has won several awards. He got a first, a first, and a second, he yeah. says. I don't like that. It's kind of a setup, You're isn't it? You're kind of leveraging this date in your favor a little bit. I mean, he's Oops, cheeky about it. This thing that I'm really good at. Yeah, exactly. Oops. I mean, th- he's cheeky about it, but the, the issue is he does that with every date. Like, when, remember when it turned out he was really good at, like, paraglide? Oh, no, jets. Jet Hoverboarding? Yeah. yeah. One of those. That thing? Yeah. Yes. And like everything, I mean, it, it's, it's clear he's very good at stuff. He's great. But it's like, nobody is coming this far just to find out what other secret <laughs> talents he has. Like, please make some personal bonds yeah, along the way. That's true. And it's also not like he's going to karaoke with these women. Like, it's not unusual to be full. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like that's his secret talent. It's all like incidental. Oh, I can yeah. pot, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You're right. Um, now, this is the other thing here. Florence. Yes. Pottery. Uh huh. Where's she come from? Uh, the Netherlands, Holland, Dutch. Oh, oh, pottery. Pottery. Because wait, okay. Yep. In Amsterdam. Yes. And which is a city in the Netherlands. Yes. They they sell the Harry Potter books. That's exactly right. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. And I so it's it. uh, like a bit rich. Yeah. Florence is like. I've never done any pottery hmm. before. When she probably fucking does it on the daily, bro. Let's be real. She has been to Hogsmeade a time or two. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, <laughs> if you know what I mean. <laughs> Platform 420 and three quarters <laughs> or something. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's stupid. So, so Maddie, it's a stupid episode of the TV show as well. <laughs> Can we just, sorry, I, before we keep going here, this is the point of the episode when I realized that we wouldn't be going on a boat for the first time in six oh weeks. Oh my goodness. I know. Are you kidding me? I know. We won't even get to use our great boat sound oh, effects. What a shame. I know. I'm just thinking about it. Do you it want to just play it for old well, time's sake? I mean, yeah, okay. Oh, I love it. And then we got that humpback whale and tugboat whistle. <laughs> And I've got to say big thanks to SoundBible.com, our sponsor, <laughs> for that sound effect. I shout out. Um, get it's been back. a while since we shouted out SoundBible.com. Yeah, they deserve We really to, appreciate yeah. the Creative Commons licensing on that one. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, <laughs> Maddie starts looking at Flo's vase and he starts noticing so there's something a little bit familiar about the shape of this thing. Yeah. Um, he says, it's a long, which resembles, you know, one of those like... Uh, Whatever it is, I'm not sure I need it. 
what is he talking about? Now, yeah, I was a little lost by this because it, he didn't really say much of the words. That's true. And sometimes if you do a sentence and the words is jumbled, it can be quite tricky um, and hard even, you might. It's quite possible, you know, like you would have to infer, like, it seems like he's going to great lengths. This seems to me like a real, he's really trying to say something. Like, he's trying to get through to me. He's picking me up by the scruff of the neck and going, Xavier, listen to me. And I'm just not getting it. It's so frustrating to feel like you can't connect on that level. It's interesting because I feel like with a lot of this stuff, you know, like he's probably been given some sort of a script or something to work off, yeah. you know? And, yeah. you know, maybe uh, a lot of what he's saying is scrote learned. <laughs> You have made me a very happy boy. Ah, I knew it. Um, <laughs> and then, okay, so they, so we do a lot of this penis stuff, and then, um, and then, of course, it turns out it's a reference to that scene from Ghost. Yes, which of course is a movie that both me and Max have seen. Definitely, and we don't have to stop to talk about any details of it. Oh, Deadsy boy. Um, Maddie comes around the back of Flo, and he helps her fix her vase, which isn't going as well as him because he's fucking professional. He's a pro at it. Um, but because they just did all that weird. Jokey yeah. phallic stuff. Yeah, it doesn't feel romantic. It feels a little bit yucky, yeah, or, a, or at least silly. Like silly is exactly where yeah. it is. Yeah, and the thing about it is, like, if Bruce Willis has been a ghost this whole time, mm, you know what I mean. That's a big spoiler. Exactly right. Yeah, like, and you just know that Haley Joel Osment is about to pop around the corner. That's right. Yeah, is this Looper? Because that's Joseph Jordan. Joseph Jordan. Okay, so. They relax on a bachelor couch in the middle of a national park on a cliff edge surrounded by native flora that are just arranged on a table. Weird. <laughs> like, it's not... They're not actually in amongst it. There's just piles of them on this table. Um, they toast with some red wine. Flo and Maddie do some cutesy, uh, like, say it again stuff. But it's like, say you liked being near me again. Yeah. Does it make you say it? It's, it's cute. It's pretty cute. Um, in recap, Maddie says it's time to put jokes aside and get serious. Um, and Flo says she is happy to be in the running, but she's bummed that there are still seven girls. She talks about this for a little while. Yeah. Um, Maddie this asks... Was, oh, sorry. This was the time when I went to the toilet. You did, yeah. Yeah, and then I came back out and you were like, Flo's upset that there's seven women. Yes. Yeah. That's how I summarize it then. That's how I summarize it now. <laughs> uh, Maddie asks if it's harder than she thought it would be. That's um, what she said. Oh, come on, Max. She says, because she's developing feelings for him, it's getting harder to see him with the others. Um, Maddie says, he's pretty sure that he could ask Flo any question and she'd say what was on her mind, and he appreciates her fearlessness. I appreciated Taylor Swift's fearlessness more than her new single. What? What did you say? What? Uh, huh? In my best dress, look what you made me do. Um... <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was just mean. Um, <laughs> no, that's speak now. Sorry, Tay fans. So sorry. Maddie says he doesn't want to be with somebody who plays it safe. And then Flo praises Maddie on returning to The Bachelor because she says it's more fearless than jumping off a building to come back on the show where you get 300 grand or whatever. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Going on a lot of fancy dates. 
It is. You got to put yourself back out there on national TV, and that's I think that's maybe what right. she meant. But maybe she also was not keeping in mind how much money he is being paid to be here. Yeah, mm. they're not really allowed to say things like this TV show or this reality show or whatever. Yeah, they'll often use things like this journey or this, you know, whatever as a way of covering that up. Exactly. So it can be a little hard to tell if they're talking about their emotional journey, so yeah. to speak, or yeah. the actual like. The band brick and journey. mortar, yeah, yeah, the band journey, exactly, yeah. yeah. Um, or the video game. There's a video game called Journey. Yeah, it's good. Wow. Yeah, I played it once with my friend Tom, and he fell asleep during it. <laughs> he was playing. He had his hands on the control. I was not playing. <laughs> he just fell asleep during it. It's a very strange boy. Hi, <laughs> Sansky. Maddie says, Florence, I think you're beautiful. Florence, I'm putting the move on you. I'm doing it right now. And it's weird. It's super weird. It's yeah, super I don't weird. know how we arrived at this point. Um, they were both sort of doing that thing where they're like, no, say it, you say it, no, yeah. you say it. And now then he's just outright saying it. Yeah, exactly. Um, and Flo goes, why don't you just kiss me? And then so they do. Yeah. Um, kiss, that is. <laughs> yes. But it's like that, why don't you just kiss me? Is all, It almost sounds to me like, fucking shut, like just Stop what shut. you're saying. Yeah. And do the thing that you're this supposed to do bad. as The Bachelor, you weirdo. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because it is weird. Yeah. I would feel weird if, if someone was like, hey, uh, uh, beep boop, I'm putting moves on you. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's creepy. A little bit There's of a reason we people, people do the things otherwise. Exactly. And I think that he's trying to be charming and flirty, and it's the first time that we've seen it this season where it might have just missed the mark a little bit. I think so. Yeah. I think that's the point, is he's generally so good at this type of interaction yeah. that it really stands out when it seems weird. Yeah. And let's not discount, you know, we've had a little bit of criticism of Matty Joe over the last few weeks for maybe the way that he's held on to people for a little bit too long, uh, like Chantel. Wait, Charmaine, Charlene, Char... Charlene. Charlene. Great. Charmander. Um, and it should be said that Matty J is a really good bachelor. That's true. And I feel like we should just revisit that for a second. He's very good at bacheloring. He's I agree. very charming. And this season... Um, as much it has been, as much as it has been caught up in the the drama of the women and the two villains that we had, and everything that sort of played out of the last few weeks, Matty J has done a pretty good job of bacheloring throughout the season. I agree. I think it has mostly been not his fault. The things yes. that we've disliked about the show, um, generally speaking, don't have too much to do with how he's handling these situations. Exactly. It's more to do with we're frustrated at what's taking place and the editing and presentation and that kind of thing. Yeah, look, overall, I think that Matty J has been a positive force in this season, mm. and I'm very happy that he's been The Bachelor, and we haven't had a ton of complaints, and that's great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in voiceover, Matty says, We did connect on a deeper level, and it happened so naturally. It's a really nice place to be in. Um, we see him asking her to pass her a piece of fig from the plate, and she really starts taking her time digging out a piece of fig while Maddie, obviously, with a great big gesture, reaches behind her and grabs a rose. Um, he says, narrowing things down to a final six is a big decision, and he's very serious when he gives her the rose and gives her another big kiss. Uh, weird to is. address the final six directly. Like, that's a weird thing to bring up. I would be avoiding talking about it. Me too. Yeah. But, I don't know, I guess, like, being honest includes that in that's a way. true yeah and i think that maybe that's something that he wants to be aware of with florence and that's kind of cool that he's showing that awareness i guess if she's bringing up the final seven or the six other women or whatever yeah he's like showing some awareness that yeah this is a competition yeah. as much as he's like maybe someone's feeling a bit competitive um yeah it's hmm. uh it's good that he's doing what he's doing so Flo in VO says, I do like Maddie a lot and I do believe I could fall in love with him. I'm excited to see what's to come. 
So I don't know if we need to pull that apart word by word. It's a little clunky. I heard I do twice. Yeah, yeah true. And uh, that's a lot of what happens when people get married, apparently. And Florence is from Amsterdam. Okay. And what does she need to stay in the country? Oh, my God. Harry Potter books. Holy shit. So, group date begins with all the women. It just starts. It just starts. Yeah. No, we cut back from yeah. an ad break and it's just going. We're just there. Uh, everyone's in active wear. Uh, the sun is out and also their guns are out. Osha asks if they are fit to find love. Um, I, assume, I assume this is just the pun that they didn't get to use on the group date card, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, he's just like, um, I actually thought of a joke. So, <laughs> um, Maddie says he came here for one reason and one reason alone, to find a girl to fall in love with. That's a grammatical nightmare. To find a girl to fall in love with. Yeah, it's not great. To find a girl with whom to fall in love. Yeah. There it is. I've just clicked my degree. fingers at Xavier and pointed at him, but for the uh, purposes of this audio podcast... Anyway, Maddie talks about facing his fears, and Osha says, we're going to go through a few interesting examples and exercises to push through those fears with the hopes of winning an exclusive rooftop dinner for two. And one of them's Maddie. The other one is, we don't know. We don't know. Okay. Come to this table, write on a piece of wood exactly what it is you're afraid of when it comes to falling in love. This is ridiculous. <laughs> This is ridiculous. Yeah. There's a lot of ridiculous shit that goes on in this show. Yeah. This one, right on a piece of wood, what you're afraid of about falling in love, yeah. is incredibly specific. <laughs> it's very on the nose, isn't it? Yes. So they lie down in the grass with definitely sponsored Sharpies, uh, <laughs> and they discuss how best to be open and unguarded, um, quote unquote, in this environment. That's another one of those. Um Laura and Lisa discuss how they seem to have opposite problems. Uh, Lisa isn't feeling strongly enough for Maddie, while Laura feels she may be loving him too much. Yeah. Um, or whatever. Uh, I, I noticed at this point, because it's all focused on like writing things down and showing them to the camera and stuff, Yeah. I think they're definitely stoked on the memes that people could produce um, surrounding this, like substituting their own text into it or whatever. Mm. Um, this is a fun segment of our podcast that I call Describe a Meme I Didn't Get a Chance to Make. <laughs> <laughs> and it would say on it like I'm scared of spiders Ooh, scary <laughs> great I'd workshop it a bit more no, no I think it's perfect the way it is oh thank you it's okay so Lisa reads out her fear to Maddie and explains she doesn't want to fall behind but she's trying as hard as she can and Maddie asks how she plans to overcome this fear, that, that this thing that she's so afraid of. And when she says, I don't know, these horrible mean drums pipe in. And Maddie seems confused and upset that she didn't have an answer. And he says in voiceover, I don't think Lisa's ready to fall in love. And this is the point at which where you and I are kind of like, she's going. Honey. She's gone. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's kind of a drag though, because it really pops up out of nowhere after she's had no coverage. Yes. She, I guess they need a reason to send her home at this point because all we've seen of her has been kind of like a good single date almost yeah. thing at the start and then nothing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and you can tell people are still interested in seeing her. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it's not to be. Michael Isgrove, a professional boxer with over 30 years experience under his belt, is going to help them fight through their fears. That is to say, do some punching. Lisa gives Maddie a, quote, little love tap, as Elise calls it, um, and they have a little bit of a play fight, but Maddie seems super serious, and he's super invested in this metaphor for some reason. Yeah. He's like, let's keep on track, guys. I want you guys to punch through your fears. 
for some reason it's like he's really sold on it. I think it's funny. It is very funny, and like I don't think he necessarily expects it to turn out to be as emotional as it turns out to be. That's right. A yeah. little bit later in the episode, so I'm also curious why Graham Kennedy isn't there. Excuse me. Well, it seems like they're punching through their fears on these bits of wood, but they're not playing plankety planks. <laughs> When is that reference from? 1997? No, no, no. Sorry, sorry. 1977 to 1978. How have you... Who is Blank- in our audience? Blankety Blanks. How have you seen two this? seasons in Australia. Two seasons? <laughs> <laughs> On Network 10 in 4 to 3, No one's ever watched Network 10. Ah, uh, look. The people on... Uh, C- in what? CBS? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they clearly haven't. Mm. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, mm. they would not have made that purchase. Chuck Lorre. Let's, yeah. Uh, in fact, Graham Kennedy... He should change his name to Truck Lorre. <laughs> nah, he should, shouldn't he? That'd be great. I'd watch that show. Yeah, same. In 1978, Graham Kennedy won a TV Week Gold Logie Award for Most Popular Personality on Australian Television uh, as a result of his work on Blankety <laughs> No <Blanks>. one cares! <laughs> my parents care. Call oh. my dad. 0429814874. <laughs> Next week we're gonna have we're gonna have him on the show. We're gonna call him up. We're gonna have him on the show. And then we'll be laughing. Everyone, it'll be a great time. I actually feel like I would do that. Yeah, that sounds great. <gasps> oh my god! What? I've just had a whole thing from my childhood. What? Um, my dad uh, used to do an impression called Cyril. Okay. Which I've just realized that he's stolen from Graham Kennedy. What? Blanks. Dad! So, many questions were quotations of a fictional character named Cyril and would begin, Cyril said, with a quotation recited by Kennedy in a stereotypical gay male accent. Uh-oh. Call him up and complain. I think that we should call him up on the podcast next week. <laughs> we'll see how we go. I don't know what of this I can use. It's funny because it's such a loosey-goosey podcast. It's a real looser. Mm. Jason Biggs in Looser. <laughs> it's fucking Chad Michael Murray, Jason Pierre Paul, uh, no, 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 Haley Joel Osment. What the fuck's his name? In, in Looper. Huh? What's the guy in Looper? Yeah, Haley Joel Osment. No. <laughs> Jeffrey Dean Morgan. I can never remember his name. I have a real problem with this because he's on Third Rock from the Sun. Yes, he is. And I, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. You got it. Fuck yes. <laughs> Finally. I'm having fun. <clears throat> uh, at this point, Osher appears to explain that they're now going to punch through the pieces of wood with their fears written on it. Okay, we get it. We all we understand. <laughs> we have been punched in the food. Uh, food? We have been punched in this wood by blankety blanks. <laughs> yeah, we got it. Actually, I feel a little less unclear on it now. Uh, Flo also gets a recap in VO where she explains that she is punching her fears in the face. Stop it! Stop! We get it! Graham Kennedy's off to the side being like, plankety planks, we get it. Yeah, it's a reference. Everyone understands. Everyone understands this. Mm -hmm. Um, We see Kobe going to break her board first, and uh, we notice that hers has a novel written on it, like a million words. Yeah. Um, I've read books before. Um, Maddie says that she has to read it out loud before she punches it, and this is in front of everyone. So Kobe has clearly written something that's very personal, and she begins to tear up. Um, and uh, yeah, he gives her a comforting hug as we head to commercial. It's real nice. Yeah, but it's like yeah, it's it's interesting to me how much they have all written, because it seems like Kobe is not the only one who's written like paragraphs of writing here. No, that's maybe true. they were just given like 
two hours or whatever. They're like too much time to think about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they've all overdone it. There's not that much stuff that's been crossed out though, which is interesting. No, I would expect to see a lot of like. Well, maybe there's other pieces of wood that they've just crumpled up. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah, yeah. they've thrown it out. Um, it, yeah, I mean, like, it is it is really interesting because, like, I did see on um, Taylor's piece of parchment. Taylor. Yeah. Swift? She was like, I've got a plank space, baby. <laughs> ah! I sold it out. That's my fault. I was like, Max, you don't even know the name of the people on the show. You don't even pay attention. You don't even fucking pay attention to Nicole Simone. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I'm sure you can Google and find a screenshot of what uh, she wrote. I didn't catch all of it. I got a little bit. I'll just read it out. In past relationships, my partners have taken advantage of who I am and how big my heart is. Through tough times, I've been left alone, lied to, and cheated on. I'm scared that I'm not going to meet someone who likes me for me, not because I look like Tyson Beckford with the charm of Robert Redford oozing out my ears. She likes me for me, not Deacon. <laughs> Sorry, That's it was really good. It was too fast. It was too fast. I couldn't take real notes. This is what I do. It did finish in the end, though. I did see that. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. And we didn't actually hear her read that out. No. Which makes me think there's a lot that's being cut here. Yes. I mean, naturally, it was long, but I'm curious about it. Um, Tell us more of your personal details, Kobe. <laughs> yeah. Maddie says... <laughs> that's true. We we have we are not entitled to any of this. Absolutely not. So some of these stories are really touching. I really like Tara's. Um, I didn't re- man- manage to write that much of it down, but it was all moving very quickly. But sh- hers was really nice. Yes. Um, and also the women all respectfully listened to each other's stories, which I really liked. It was great. There was no... Nobody was making fun of each other for saying anything that was particularly personal. Tara yeah. was talking about how she usually puts herself second mm. and she ends up not liking herself because, you know, she wants someone who appreciates her for exactly who she is rather than compromising who she is to be not with someone because, else. because... Not because... Keep going. Afterwards, Maddie says he unders- underestimated how emotional he would be. And he feels like he understands them all a little better now. Uh, in the end, Maddie picks Tara for the alone time. Um, Kobe seems really distressed because she really poured her heart into hers. But yeah. she says, I can't do any more than what I've already done. So right now, I have to cop it on the chin. It's a great confession from Kobe there. Yeah, totally. Yeah, Which, it it's shows very that she's endearing. mature enough to look, yes. look beyond this. Yes. Yeah. Maddie has brought Tara to the Ultimo, a hotel. Uh, in Sydney. Um, Where? In which suburb? Uh, who could say? <laughs> he does just say, in the city. I'm like, it's right there. It's right in the title. <laughs> yeah. Um, where they get changed into some fancy, fancy clothes mm. uh, and glamorously drink some champagne before sitting down at a lantern-lit dinner table where Maddie soaks up Tara in her very ritzy dress. Yes. Um, she does look very beautiful in She looks dress. fantastic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he introduces Nat, their personal chef, who's going to cook some pad thai for them. Um, Tara is nervous about something, but she wants to leave nothing unsaid. And so she begins. I'll tell you something. Okay. Um, I do like you a lot and I feel like every time we hang out, it gets better. Every time I'm with you, I like you even more. Um, I think you're going to learn even more about me when you meet my family. I really do like you and I really can see myself with you after this. It's really exciting because I think we could have a really good time. I'm obviously not doing it justice. This is cute as hell. Yeah. Um, I really like this scene a lot. It was great. They did a, a really good job of editing this and just letting Tara kind of go. You know, yeah. there's not a, like, we're not cutting here. We're just kind of concentrating on exactly what Tara's seeing and saying and we're not 
hearing uh, any Frankenbites or anything like that in this point. Things mm. are going very well for Tara as far as I'm concerned, as far as the edit is happening. Yeah. It's also cool that, um, you know, as much as there's like distracting shit going on in the background, being mm. that this is the setting for the UFC, you the Ultimo Fighting Championship. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Wasn't there? Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they don't let any of that get to the head uh, no. <laughs> of, the, of the episode, and it's all swelling orchestras and beautiful Tara. Yes, it's very nice. Um, uh, Maddie says it's nice to hear you talk the way you're talking now. Um, Tara says I'm not good at doing this, and usually I wouldn't do it this soon, but I didn't want you to get distracted. And Maddie says there's no chance at all that I'm going to forget about you anytime soon. Max, it's good. Give her the title. What's oh yeah, <laughs> it's a knockout, baby. Yeah, uh, and they have a smooch. She's it's a good one. She's so good. She's so good. Doesn't get a rose though. Uh, no, I guess that's true. Yeah, Maddie says you wouldn't be here if I didn't think you were amazing. Well, that's actually a tiny bit menacing, really. A little bit. If I think if you slip for even one second, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's a subtle reminder that he's in power. I guess. Yeah. Tara in voiceover says, I think I could definitely fall in love with Maddie. Second time this episode that we've heard that. And it's also, yeah, I think it's slightly different from the other one, but this is, I think I could definitely. Isn't that funny? It is pretty funny, yeah. S something gives me a feeling that I'm 100% certain about <laughs> I have an inclination to believe. Like, I have a hunch that I may be. Yeah. It is a little bit different to I do think I do love him. It's true. Yeah. It's true. That's it's, That one step of removal is not there in this in this case. No, no. Uh, anyway, let's go to the cocktail party. Let's cock to the cocktail party. The cocktail party. <laughs> oh, boy. How hasn't that come up yet? Oh, I don't know, but Martin Shkreli out in force tonight. Yes, indeed. Um, you know what I'm really excited about is the reboot of the uh, cocktails. Woo! Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Kobe says she has mixed feelings about grabbing Maddie tonight. Um, she's already put herself out there a lot lately, and he hasn't responded, so she's hoping that he grabs her instead. Thumbs up, Kobe. Yeah. Um, enter Maddie, who thanks them all for their openness on the group date before grabbing Kobe first. Sure. Pays off. Love it. If he didn't, I would have been mad. Um, Maddie takes Kobe down to the Seeky G, <laughs> and they sit together at a bachelor couch. Maddie says he was really surprised to see Kobe open up that way. Yeah. And Kobe says she has grown so much as a person since those things happened. Talking about the past experiences that past, she referenced. Sure. Um, and it was a relief to acknowledge them. Uh, and that when she was crying on the date, she was crying out of happiness. I am so glad that the show gave her the time to have this. Oh, absolutely. Because... This was a great moment. Yeah. Because, I mean, we don't know the specifics of what she's opening up about, yeah. but it seems like a bad situation. Sure. And that's, that kind of stuff can be handled so poorly on these reality shows. Yeah. It was really nice of her to be able to sort of dictate the conversation around it and, um, you know, tell her perspective. It's uh, what I guess you would refer to as a growth arc. Yeah. Um, in terms of we saw her a little bit earlier in the season kind of panicking about wanting to spend time with Maddie J. That's and true. Stealing him away at a cocktail party. And, uh, you know, who knows what's in her past to make her feel uh, bad about trying to spend time with the guy that she wants to spend time with. But yeah. I don't know. Like, for me, it kind of feels awesome that she is there and confident enough to say this is what's happened to me and i'm the person who gets to own this story yeah yeah and it definitely helps you to relate to her as a viewer absolutely yeah, yeah. you see that growth arc in a lot of uh, other 
reality TV shows. I don't necessarily know that you usually see it from a contestant on a show like The Bachelor. Mm. Like, where I feel like maybe her arc, I don't think she's going to win, but she, they might come away and it's be like, oh, she's gotten a lot out of this. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. it's been a, she's learned a lot about herself or mm. she's become a better person because she's been involved with Maddie J. And that could be a valuable thing, both in characterizing Maddie J as sure. someone who is a, like a worthy bachelor and in uh, engendering goodwill towards Kobe. It makes everyone look good. Yes. Yeah. Um, so Maddie reaches behind him and grabs a rose for her. Uh, she has fucking earned it, if you ask me. I agree. Um, and they share an embrace. It is a hug and then a little peck on the cheek if you're keeping score. Not a big, sloppy mouth slap. Uh, Worth keeping in mind, though, this is a cocktail party. That's true. That is true. That will um, become important in just a moment. Yes, indeed. Um, Kobe says she really hopes that they can build on this. Elora gets these really mean drums. I say mean because it's like you can tell that they're implying she's a villain. Yes. Or she's doing something bad she's, or wrong. Yes. Um, it's very obvious, uh, Mickey Mousing, um, and she tries to pull him aside for a sneaky kiss in front of everyone else at the cocktail party. And Maddie thinks it's, quote, a little bit disrespectful. Um, the other women notice, and they think it is, quote, a little inconsiderate, as Flo says. <laughs> Everyone's sort of dancing around it here, although it's fairly clear how everybody feels about Nobody's it. Nobody's stoked on it. No. Um, Elora didn't think any of the girls would find out and didn't imagine that Maddie would say no, but now the mood is ruined. She's made a serious mistake and she can't fix it. This is true. Um, it is stands in stark contrast to what happens in the US seasons, don't you think? Like, I'm thinking particularly of a scene in the most recent or second most recent Bachelorette where Jojo, in like the second episode maybe, is whisked away behind a bookcase by Jordan, who she eventually ends up with, to mm. make out at a cocktail party. Yeah, I remember. That's yeah. a good point. Yeah. You think about even Rachel in this season of The Bachelorette is hooking up with the guy that she ended up with, whose name I've forgotten, mm -hmm. uh, in the very first episode at a cocktail party. Yeah, He's true. like eating her face. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's definitely a little more forward in the States. Yes. Um, that's not to say that these two countries have that difference. It's no. really just a difference between the two shows. And production styles, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think Australia aims to be a little more tame, but then also a little more scandalized by things that are less scandalous. Absolutely. Although you can sense the American one trying to create bigger and bigger scandals. This is the thing. And also it's worth noting uh, the difference in time slots uh, in the US. This show, I think, goes to air at 8.30 versus 7.30 mm. in Australia. And in terms of, I don't know what rating uh, and grading is like in the US, but it's fair to assume that you can say different things at 8.30 than you mm. can say at 7.30. It also airs on HBO in the <laughs> US, which means that they can do basically fucking anything. <laughs> Wild. Uh, it's the golden age of TV. It is the golden age of TV. Um, that's uh, Stay tuned for more coverage on the L Word here on the L Word of Hearts podcast. Bachelor of Thrones. <laughs> uh, do you watch that? Game of Thrones? Yeah. No, do no. you? No, no, no. Let me give you my hot take on Game of Thrones. Oh, okay. It seems bad. Yeah. I've been thinking a lot about the Game of Thrones, um, and one big problem that I have with it is that it's actually, they should be calling it TV Show of Thrones. Yes. Because I feel like it's a little misleading. Or even Book of Thrones, which I've heard, is that there is also that. Exactly right. It's like the musical Book of Mormon. That's right, yeah. They should musical call it, of Mormon. Yeah. Or at least, like, if you buy the book or, you know, something like that, you, that can say book. Yeah, exactly, right? Maybe well, like, do, do they refer to it as the Book of the Book of Mormon? Like, when they're learning all the lines? No, they don't. I, actually, I'm not sure. We should find out. Absolutely. Yeah. We'll contact Trey and Matt. Yeah. Close personal friends of the podcast. Trey Stone and Matt. 
Pockets. Matty Pockets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, we hear a mumbled conversation that is subtitled. Um, where Elora says she's worried that Maddie didn't like it and he's going to send her home because he was so awkward about it. Um, however, Elise is mostly just unhappy that Elora hasn't shown any remorse for doing it in front of everyone else. Yeah. And so we get a lot of tension about it. Fair. Yeah, I would say so. It's kind of a rude thing. Yeah. Do you? I don't do a lot of smooching in front of people. Me neither. I mean, sure, I don't do a lot of smooching, but... Smooching? <laughs> smooching. I've, I've never smooched... Smooching. You know that movie <laughs> Somebody stop me (laughs) (laughs) Somebody stole me (laughs) So we cut to the rose ceremony We know that Flo and Kobe are safe with roses But Maddie has to knock somebody out tonight And if you ask me The only tension at this point Is whether it's going to be Elora or Lisa Those two seem to be sort of circling the bottom um, And we're waiting for them to get sucked down the plug hole Oh Um, god This is just a bath metaphor Um I'm and in for it. Yeah, sure. Um, so Maddie gives roses to Tara, Elise, and Laura. And the final rose goes to Elora. So it's time for Lisa to say goodbye. Goodbye, Lisa. Bye, Lisa. Tara and Lisa embrace. And it's clear that she was a favorite in the house. Uh, and even Maddie is a little teary at this point. Um, he thanks her and sends her off. It's a very sweet farewell. In the limo, she says it is devastating that she didn't get more time with Maddie, but one of those girls will make him a really lucky guy. Almost word for word, the same thing uh, as Simone said. Simone, yeah, yeah. That's right. You had to Google her name and make sure it wasn't Nicole, didn't you? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> so we get a little clip of what to expect from next week. Um, Elora needs a chance to redeem herself. She's obviously made a bit of a slip up this week and wants to get back in the good books. Um, and then also we see that they're going to have a self-awareness challenge. Um, and Osha says cracks begin to appear. This is a fun <laughs> one. I love the self-awareness challenge. Just cracks. <laughs> Sorry, go yeah, on. I get you. Yeah. Um, the It's one from Survivor uh, mm-hmm. that they have adopted for The Bachelor. So basically you grade yourself and you grade your castmates on a series of attributes. Yeah, okay. Um, and then in Survivor, the person who lasts the longest based on who you choose to knock out is the winner of the challenge, but in this case, it'll be, uh, I guess, uh, like whoever Matty J chooses, or I yeah. don't exactly know. Or how he finds day. out that one of them used to do something that he turns out to be good at. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> or that he turns out, it turns out that the producers disapprove of, or something. You sure. Know? Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll focus on that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's um, like a moth to a flame. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I'm excited about that uh, that challenge in particular. I think that's always a fun one. Yeah. Um, and it will lend a little bit of perspective uh especially as it comes to editing and who is given confessionals and sure. that kind of thing uh as to who's going to be great and who's going to be really good as we come towards the end of the season and who the editors are favoring and mm-hmm. who we should be paying attention to which narratives are being set up to pay off true which ones are being set up to just go away yes now who are you paying attention to personally who you think is going to win at this point i still feel like laura's very strongly in the lead Really? Even though, well, I don't know. I feel like Laura is almost an inevitability, whereas I find more excitement in somebody like Tara, personally. That's, yeah, I mean, I guess you're right. Like, Laura... And this is no, no yeah. slight against Laura, personally, She's or anything. Sure, uh, yeah, this is the thing. She seems fine. She seems really good. I just am more compelled by the, the narrative of Tara at this point. Yep. I think Tara's fucking funny and yes. great and has a huge actual personality whereas Laura you know has been wonderful and kind mm. and has shown 
nothing but uh, incredible attributes herself. My but personal the, choice has been like, and the editing has endeared me to Tara more. The people I know who I don't talk to about The Bachelor all the time, who come up to me and go like, oh, what did you think about Batchy? Always talk about Tara. Yeah. Which is interesting to me. Yeah. Because like, she's not the textbook definition, which I guess is what's making her so impressive. She's authentic, dude. Like, yeah. She stands out on the TV because she is nothing but herself. Yeah. You know, and that her story now, as we are coming to know it, is... She's someone who perhaps compromised herself to be in relationships and just wants to be herself. Mm. Look at the country falling in love with her for her being who she is. Totally. It's awesome. It's a great moment for her. Yes. It's a great moment for us. Yeah. Max, it's so beautiful. I really like it. I hope she does really well. Yeah. Yeah. And we've only got a couple of weeks left. So enjoy. Two to three. Hometown's right. coming up real soon. Uh-huh. Um, we should probably wrap up. Let's wrap it up like a present on Christmas. Mm-hmm. Happy holidays, everyone. That's um, exactly it. We did actually come here to make presents. Um, <laughs> Good. No. <laughs> I appreciate it, but you're wrong. <laughs> Makes me doubt your judgment. <laughs> Good. <laughs> so we actually did come here to make friends. Um, so if you would like to make friends with us, um, g- g- a good Thanks. Yes, correct. Yes, That's you exactly can. Right. How do you do it? Um, www. Yes. Go online. Dot com. The web slash go on iTunes or Stitcher and leave us a positive review. Correct. Um, for uh uh sem- no, what's the little forward slash underscore underscore hyphen hyphen. Go on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff. Get us fans for free. <laughs> oh my god! At boh pod is where you can find us there. I am at Max Quinn. This is at Xavier RN on the Twitter. Um, and Normally the, better the at talking. Oh, we're both fine. Yeah. Things are pretty good. It's late. We've watched a lot of Bachelor and had some beers. That's right. Correct. Thank you so much for joining us again. Um, we will be back again next week. Uh, have a fantastic week. Treat yourselves and each other with kindness. Yes, please. And uh, maybe do a little smooch. We love you. We love you. Hey, next week is uh, going to be hometowns. It'll be great. We love you. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>